TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! All right, we got you a hold of Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 559, and I'm Libby, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Wheatonopolis. And this is Tom. I chair the communication department at Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida and host the Screen Tom podcast on Anchor and iTunes. Hi, this is Yusan, costume designer and TV enthusiast from Los Angeles, California. All right, uh, Tom, hit us with the news. Uh, Apple TV Plus has announced that Severance Season 2 has added eight to the cast, including Gwendolyn Christie, yay, Alia Shawkat, and Bob Balaban. Cartoon Network has canceled Tuka and Birdie again. CW, <laughs> Next Star has laid off at least 30 CW employees. The new president of programming is Brad Schwartz, who helped discover Shit's Creek. They are not ordering back nine episodes for Walker Independence or the Winchesters. Although season twos are still a possibility, I wouldn't bet on that. Uh, Stargirl has been canceled after the current season three. And Whose Line Is It Anyway will end after 12 seasons on the CW. At Disney Plus, Agatha Coven of Chaos, the WandaVision spinoff, has cast Aubrey Plaza and Joe Locke from Heartstopper. Cool. Wonder Man has cast Yahya Abdul-Mateen II in the lead. And they are eyeing Bob Odenkirk for a special role. Possibly Simon Williams' agent, who turns out to be, like, a bad guy. Uh, uh, HBO has canceled Westworld after four seasons. Mercy kill. (laughs) HBO Max has scrapped its reboot of Degrassi. And they've also cast Kristen Milioti in Colin Farrell's Penguin series. At NBC, Derek Haas, co-creator of Chicago Fire and EP of of uh, Chicago PD and Chicago Med is exiting the one Chicago franchise after 10 years, and Asja Cooper is exiting Chicago Med after two seasons. Netflix has canceled Fate the Wink Saga after two seasons. They have picked up Sandman for season two, finally. Uh, Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman series has cast Giancarlo Esposito, Kai Scodelario, and Vinnie Jones as their core cast. Billy Bob Thornton, Anthony Mackie, Giancarlo Esposito, who's very busy, and (laughs) Kiha have joined the Russo Brothers sci-fi film The Electric State, also for Netflix. Uh, Paramount Plus has announced that 1923, the next next Yellowstone origin story, has already been picked up for two seasons of a total of 16 episodes, and they're negotiating for a third season. This is the one with Harrison Ford and uh, Dame Helen Mirren leading the cast, and they're also planning to do additional uh, additional origin stories taking the Dutton clan through like the 40s and the 60s. Uh, Peacock has given a straight the series order for Crystal Lake, a Friday the 13th prequel series from Brian Fuller. Showtime has announced that the George and, George and Tammy, starring Michael Shannon and Jessica Chastain as George Strait and Tammy Wynette, has, is moving to Showtime from the Paramount Network. Jacob Elordi from um, Euphoria is going to lead the forthcoming limited series, The Narrow Road to the Deep North. And Stars has picked up Dangerous Liaisons for a second season ahead of its series premiere. Wow. Okay. 
All right. Uh, let's start off with the shows. First up, we're going to talk Interview with the Vampire. And I forget, what episode are we on? Because I think I'm a... I think because I watched one ahead on AMC Plus. So what's the one, if whoever doesn't have AMC Plus, what episode are you guys on? I. This is the one like, where uh, they, isn't this the one where they leave? They like, he brings, he does the Superman flight. That, I thought. No, that, that's last, that was last week. That was last week. Oh, last week. no. <laughs> I mean, I'm only watching on AMC Plus, so I, I don't know. But it's, this is the one that comes after that. Yeah, yeah, this, Tom, go ahead. What did you this think? This is the repercussions of the big brawl from the last episode where he literally... Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's Lestat just apologizing. Yeah, Lestat apologizing well, forever and well, as poorly. Much as, as much as Lestat can apologize, which is not, not very that well. Much. It's yes. your yeah. standard abuser's apology. Yes. Yes. Abuse yes. and then apologize, abuse and then apologize. Yes. Yeah. I wish you didn't make me hurt you. And then he bought him a car. He's like, hey, I bought you a car to match mine. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, come on. No, that's oh, straight was... up the whole gift giving after, yep. after the beating. All of yes. it. Yes. Yeah. classic. I was a I little confused. Say... So, when, so when Anne Rice's mythos, it take, they don't have super healing like in pretty much every other event. No, he did heal. He did he, heal. It, he took, it, took him, it took him months to be back. Yeah. But they did that. But they did that. The issue the issue is is that he is not living on human blood, so it takes him much Uh, longer. It takes a long and also if you think about it uh, uh, Spike did the same thing. When his spine got broke, it took him four or five months to heal. That was Buffy verse. So and I'm sure he wasn't drinking animal blood. So either way, if you have a serious, serious injury, they still say it takes a, a while to heal. Yeah, I mean, I think even like if you're desiccated and like I think in in Lestat actually in the book he was buried for like a hundred years or something after they like killed him and it took him forever to like rebuild and regenerate while he was buried in the ground. So I think he was like it, you know. it takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while. So I'm fine with that. One thing that I did really like though was the chess game. The oh, between, that was great. between him and uh, Claudia. Claudia, that was fantastic. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I haven't been that enthralled with the chess game since what's the chess show? What was that chess show? Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah, I was like, I was so into what whatever was happening on that chessboard was more than what was happening on that chessboard. So I really, really liked that, and I loved that his reaction to losing was that of like a petulant two year old. Like he tossed the game. I was like. Come on, dude. You're supposed to be how many hundreds of years old and you can't... And the fact that she got under his skin by not actually finishing the game. Like, that just really irked him. And I, I loved all of that. And by the and their little private telepathic conversation between her and Louie was, was also fantastic. So... You know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to give a counterpoint that I think is possibly going to be unpopular um even though i a thousand percent agree at, at least the way the script was written uh i mean it's inarguable tom said it and no one here is arguing that it's he's absolutely an abuser and he's stereotypically a, the abuser blah 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 but i can't help feel like claudia ruined everything <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like well i mean that is part they they got claudia to fill the hole in their relationship yeah, with, which was it, not working like, 
right. I get it. And and it does follow the pattern of the first, you know, the, the original, you know, material. So I, I get it. You know what I mean? But because she's so much more conscious of her decisions at this point, yes, also the original Claudia grows up, even though she's in her baby body. Um, she grows up and has that same adult consciousness. I don't know. I just feel like uh, Louis, like the show gave me a, a reason or allowed me to sympathize with Lestat last episode or the episode before, you know what I mean? When he talks about Magnus and he talks about this and, you know, his pain and how lonely he is and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I, the acting I think is very strong by him. So he does a great job of being sexy and wounded and, you know, kind of cavalier and fun and, you know, all that, everything Lestat I think is supposed to be, he does a really good job. So I was worried if he was going to be able to pull off the more like, you know, the pathos, you know, and, uh, and he did. So I think that makes him not a mustache twirler. And so he does such a good job that I feel for him a little bit until he just went full out abuser. Then at that point, you know, you cannot sympathize with him, but it does annoy me because it's not wrong. He was like, you guys can't have secrets. You're not allowed to do the mind meld thing. And they do it. Do you know what I mean? And so if it were me, I would be like, Okay, I'm not. I shouldn't have beat the you know crap out of you guys. But you guys are not playing by the same rules. I, I I get what you're saying up until you get to the point of him dropping him from yes. a thousand feet yes. in the oh, air. I wanted to talk. To, I wanted to say this because we talked about this off podcast, right? So what I thought it was really poignant. I did, and and you didn't, and um and I remember thinking, uh, great acting, great line because it was multi layered. It had two meanings. When he said, you know, um. Just tell me you don't love me. You know what I mean? And then right. Louis said, let me go. Let me go. Right. Yes. And it, it worked both ways. Like, just drop me. <laughs> like, let me physically go, but let me go in your heart. So for right. me, I thought that that scene worked, even though it caused him to do something horrific, which is drop him from the sky. I still felt that it was but like you, a, you're, But hold up. You're saying yeah. that he was like, you can't have secrets, yet he kept it a secret that he could fly. He kept a lot of secrets. You can't be mad at them. You but, can't be mad no, at them, no, and then no, you keep your own no, secrets. It's it's a, tri it's a triangle. It's a power dyad. It's a triad. It's keeping, no. two, keeping a secret. No, listen. Keeping a secret between two people is a completely different dynamic than keeping a secret... A, like of yourself from uh, two other people. It's true. No. Triangles no. never work. Like thruples never work. Like, you know, when you have three friends, like it's it's a it's absolutely a recipe for disaster because it's two against one. He kept one secret from two people. He kept multiple secrets. No, no, I'm talking about the flying. I'm talking about the flying. It's a the completely gift. Yeah, the, right. the, exactly. The cloud, which is the worst name ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I roll, I rolled, I rolled. But the thing is, no, I mean, I actually studied power dynamics and communication in college. I swear to God, I studied I'm it. Not, I'm not, well, let's, let's not get, we're, yeah. we're off topic. We're getting but, off topic. No, but you brought up the secret thing. It's the secret. It's no, not you a, brought up the secret thing. No, you and said. And I countered it. No, sorry. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, we're going to get. So Tom, Tom, go ahead. You had something to say. No, I just think Lestat, I mean, the actor is doing a great job, but the character is despicable. I mean, he's there just you go. awful. Yeah, at this point, yes. Awesome. Agree with I'm that. I'm still not Team Claudia. And again... I didn't say I, I was. I just thought that chess game was No, great. no. Okay. Well, the chess game was interesting. I still can't... Well, something about the actor's performance bothers me. And again, I don't know if it's the actor or the writing or a mixture of both. Are you talking about Claudia? I'm, 
Yeah, I yes. think it's a mixture of both. I think I, I think the writing for her is inconsistent. I think that the, this last episode she got better because trying to to play uh, like at least a decade younger than she actually is is was just it was problematic. Yeah. Um, and and she was overacting to beat the band, and now she's she's portraying someone who is more mature and it's so it's not quite as terrible but her accent is dicey at best and that that really that it becomes annoying after a while super distracting and uh yeah it really does i mean you know how hard would it have been to get a vocal coach for her i mean seriously i will have having worked on a show where we have a character that's supposed to be irish and his accent is terrible Mm. and they do have a it Sometimes it just doesn't work. And you can't say they don't have a coach. You know, it's just yeah, sometimes just they, the actor doesn't get it. But it's, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. thing. If, she, if they couldn't, if they had, you know, if the accent is important to the character, Which then they should get an, a, an actor to portray the part. Who, I, I know. I'm just telling you, we thought this guy was great with his Irish accent until we started getting dailies. And then by that time, we were like, because in the audition, he sounded fine. And then once you start doing it and he's having to say more than whatever the line is that he practiced 5,000 times, <laughs> it, it goes off the rails. But anyway, let's move on from that. I'm sorry. I, I, I took that off the rails. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, just oh, overall, um, I, I, there were two episodes in there that really got on my nerves. I think they, they brought it back to, to a place where I'm, I'm enjoying the show again with this last episode. I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that Claudia is maturing as a character. Yes. So it's just, you know, it's, it's not as grating on me as it was before. Um, I agree that the, the bit with the, the chess uh, uh, scene was fantastic. Um, what I also really liked was the, the song that Lestat oh, did, um, which that. was, yeah, yeah. That, that was, that was <laughs> really fascinating. And they played it over the credits too. And I have to say, Sam Reed has a gorgeous singing voice. They ought to make yeah. music for that. Um, <laughs> you know, they, You're going to be downloading that on, on iTunes? <laughs> on iTunes right now. Maybe, um, maybe you should go perform at Nadia's. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. That's great crossover. <laughs> Love nice. it. Uh, but the, what I thought was interesting is that they do allude to the fact that he writes music and he sings music in the book. Um, but your imagination just had, has to fill that in. And they, they actually went and and performed a song, created a song and performed a song that Lestat is supposed to do. And they did, a, I thought, a great job of it. It's like, yeah, I can see exactly how he would think he can write and music. Let, and they so gave us those breadcrumbs when he was so enamored by that singer and he played the piano and stuff. So yes. it didn't come out of left field at all. Exactly, exactly. So they, they, they laid the, they, the groundwork for it, which was nice. Um, but I thought all of that was really beautifully done. And the way they have him behaving as, I mean, just he's, he's like a, a, a medical, you could pull up a medical text and look, you know, at, at abuser and exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing is that. Um, so, but it's just filtered through being a vampire. But it's exactly the same kind of behaviors. And I thought that they did it a great job of that. All right. Well, we need to wrap this one up. I'd say this is much better than last couple of weeks. I think all of us agree on that. Um, whether we liked everything or not, I think we all agree on that bit. Sure. Definitely. All right. All right. Next up, we're going to talk the rookie and this episode gets back to the subject that I have hated all last season, which was 
the lawyer guy and you know the detective's wife who's Wesley? Oh, wow. was it Wesley? yes Wesley I said the detective's wife the detective's Wesley. husband uh, <laughs> it's Wesley Leslie uh, his whole his whole thing where he was helping take down that that uh, criminal guy and now the case gets thrown out and so now that's going to be a storyline and I was like shoot me like yeah. it was a terrible story before yeah. why are they bringing it back like I don't it's like did no one give them the memo that that was like a terrible storyline they're kind of um desperate to give him a storyline do you know what I mean like I didn't hate it when they kidnapped her and she was like in there yes that was that was good yeah yeah, yeah that, was, that awesome. was good that was very action oriented and it involved everybody and there was a lot of real good tension um but they have they gave him decent storylines in the beginning, but they have absolutely struggled to give him anything worthwhile. And I thought that they, I mean, they're desperate. They're they went he went from defender to now prosecutor. Do you know what I mean? And like right. that's boring. And like you you know what I mean? They're just flailing around in the dark to try to find him something to do. So well, what um, they're doing right now is going to get me to fast forward. Is my yeah, point. I mean, I'm you know me, I'm I'm you know steadfastly against fast forwarding but maybe i go out to get a drink of water maybe yeah. I'll <laughs> my laundry wash the but cat the other, yeah so, uh the other thing is uh uh nolan is now got got i like that the girlfriend proposed to him because i think he already proposed to her and yeah, that that was cute. yeah yeah so i like that she proposed to him i just wish i cared if they were together that's all you know what tom, go ahead tom I've liked Jenna Dewan and other stuff. I do not like her on the rookie as Nolan's girlfriend. I mean, her character is supposed to be this really cool firefighter who, who's got an impressive resume, but the best we get in this episode is her and Nolan having a non-musical version of anything you can do, I can do better from any Oh, oh that's right. They were trying to pick yeah, they're like, we're super competitive. And we bicker a little bit. That was like, dull. It's like yes. one, one of my beginning screenwriting students could have written that generic dialogue for them. It had nothing to do with anything else. Is it they don't have chemistry? Is that what's happening? Do, do they not have chemistry? They might I not agree. have chemistry. I think they don't have chemistry. Yeah. Because, yeah. man, it's like if we were doing a focus group, my dial would go to the negative category when yeah. they're on screen together. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, can timing. I get Chin? Can I get Chin and Tim, please? That's all, that's seriously. All that's a lot of heat, but guys, uh, uh, answer me this, right? I totally forgot. Didn't the entire series start with Nolan and Chen? Weren't it they did. Re- they were uh, right. We skipped. What they did is it started, and they were already in a relationship, which felt cheap to me because we didn't get to see it happen because. They had already been in the academy together for like six months, so they started right. as rookies. And when they started as rookies, they were already sleeping together, if right. I recall correctly. Okay. Yeah, so and I then they that. decided that it was a bad idea for right. them to be sleeping together as being Which rookies was. So they break up. Yeah, it right. was. And so they break up. So it was like you didn't get the relationship part of it. We just right. got the but breakup. I just remember the reason why it popped into my head was because uh, they like cross paths in the hallway and I think Chen was with Tim, you know what I mean? And then I was like, oh, I was like, wait a minute, didn't you two sleep together? And then I was like, <laughs> I was like but there's no awkwardness there. And then I thought about it and I was like, yeah, there's more chemistry with him and Chen, a relationship which I had completely forgotten than his current relationship with Jenna. Correct. Do you know Correct. what I mean? I literally yeah. was like, yeah, that's not a good sign. But so. we need to, we need to keep going. We need to keep going. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I love the rookie. I'm gonna keep watching whether he gets married to boring chick or not. 
<laughs> whatever. I mean, I still like Nolan. Uh, I just like show. Nolan's time with yeah, it's his show. But it's, and I like him with his rookie. All that stuff is great. Him with Although everyone other. Yeah, but it's interesting. That at least is interesting. So I'd rather have him with her than with his current fiance, which is sad but true. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Big Shot and episodes five and six, which I don't remember which ones those are. Um, because uh, I couldn't. The... Go ahead. Five is the aftermath of the amusement park escapade, and oh, um, basically, and the um, oh, the repercussions of the the girl who lied to Marvin and the and the female coach about doing the makeup exam or the makeup right, assignment. Right, she got, she got expelled from, not expelled, she got kicked off the team and now she's on academic probation. And I didn't really care about that girl before this happens. But I get that the point of it is to talk about anxiety yep. because uh, that's what caused her to drop her grades. And I thought that was kind of interesting, but it felt like kind of lip service because they don't really do it. Like they kind of like start to do it. And then, well, uh, but well, I dealt did with like, a little bit in episodes in episode two hundred six, though. True, it deals with a little more. I did really like how serious the break is between uh, Emma, Emma, and 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 Corn. Mar- yeah, I, I really like this. Is I mean, we've seen them have cracks in their and have disagreements and him give her punishment, but she really hurt him in a way that I think she doesn't understand. And she was basically dealing with her old version of her dad in her head based on the situation. She didn't realize that, yes, some of this was about him, but he had made it into her celebration, and she didn't even get to see it. If she, I feel like if she had walked into that Hall of Fame thing and had seen what he had done and created in the room and that it was about her, then I think her reaction would have been different. She just assumed what it was about based on her prior relationship with him. Uh, with him. I kind of, di- I totally disagree with you. About that. I saw it from his point of view. I did. I see it from I her s- point of view. <laughs> I think, but I also think they misunderstood each other too. Oh, in yeah. their well, communicating, they did have, not it, communicate. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so I think, and then her, the next, so, so then in the next step, she just doesn't speak to him. And his solution is to turn off the internet so she can't text. And she's like, Dad, you do realize I don't need the internet to text. And he's like, oh. Oh, so, no, he's supposed to phone. No, well, he does that later once he realizes that he can't turn off her thing. Like, turning off the internet doesn't solve his problem. Then he steals her phone. But that does feel like an old-timey solution that he didn't think through. Uh, but stealing her phone also doesn't help because then she just steals it back. And I was like, guys, come on. Like, what are you doing? Um, but it did feel more fundamental, like their disagreement and that they really needed to talk, you know? So that was probably the most serious thing that's happened in the new, in this season. Except for Um, the fire in episode 206. Yes. And then the fire happens in 206, which changes everything and all, everybody's problems get put to the back burner because now they all might die in a fire. So, Except for Julia Louise Dreyfus' son is still two-timing the bo- basketball players. He's oh, the, that, he's I the didn't, boy. I didn't the, know. Yeah, that's I know Julia Louis Dreyfus and Brad him. Hall's son. He's really tall. He is really tall. Mm-hmm. Huh. Anyway, um, I did not like him in this episode. 
even though well, they tried to, he's told do not lead these two women on and he does and anyway he, do, he does it and, and, he, and part you know of it that's how, they, it's going to end terribly but i think the thing that i don't appreciate is they try to make it so that you understand his point of view and that exactly that's that's exactly what i felt like they were trying to show it from his point of view that he got cornered and was surprised and was scared and didn't know what to do no 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 i feel nothing and also ever too many people knew about it there was no way there's no way that this is going to turn out and we know these people can't keep their mouths shut (laughs) no so even even if you are scared the ramifications of other people telling them instead of you makes it way worse. Like, what are you doing, dude? So all of that just irritated me. And that's the worst storyline of this yeah. is that because it's it's very obvious where this is going. So it doesn't feel like any kind of surprise. But I do like what happens at the end of the fire because I, I kept going, unfortunately. I'm, I'm ahead. Emma and Marvin's house burned down. Oh, that's right. It's the last shot because they show everybody get home. And everybody's house is fine. As soon as everybody else got home, I'm like, oh, this is I thought the same thing. I was like, somebody's house has got to be burned down. And it was Marvin and hers. And I was like, you know, though, my thought was, I was like, oh, it's a rental, which is true. It was, remember, it's a rental that they never bought that house. Yeah. So they never bought that house, but all their stuff stuff is in there. Yeah. All their stuff is gone. But I was like, hey, at least you guys didn't lose a house, you know? So. That was Hopefully the. had renter's insurance. That's true too, uh, but Marvin's rich; he's fine. Um, but hope, but I mean, that house got really burned down. Not like kind of burned down. Like there oh, was no. just it was like, just like yeah, you know. it was decimated. It was just the columns were left, and I was like, yep. man, I hope they didn't have any pictures or anything. So that kind of sucked, and uh, I I managed to wait a couple of days and not keep going, but then I kept going. I finished. Sorry. You're going to have to remind me as we keep going. It's, it gets, it gets really good. Like once the fire happens, it it, it progressively gets good. So it's a solid show. I mean, David and Kelly created it. So he knows a few things about TV, which is why he's got like a whole bunch of shows on different networks. All right. Well, let's move on. So thumbs up for big shots on big shots. Whatever. I they're gonna take multiple shots. At, no big shot I, is a, I know, I know. Uh Mysterious Benedict Society. Uh so this episode wait, they get off the ship, right? No, it's the second ship episode. Wait, I thought there was one more. They're, they were they were no, they were they've only dropped three episodes so far. This is the one where the uh the cliffhanger was the uh the women's team, the quote unquote women's team, was after them and breaks. Oh right, because the, yeah, they're, yes, cause breaks they're, into the stateroom and the kids spy, are like, like are they below. Russian spies? Like, who are these guys? Who knows? Um. So yeah. So the, so they're dangling over the ocean in a bucket or something, <laughs> and then they end up in the engine room gambling. I have to say, I did not agree with our our lead guy. What's the lead kid's name? Oh geez, um, I don't remember. But I didn't. I felt like the reason that he was all uppity about them giving the money back is because he didn't win any money. Like he was the only one who didn't win money, so he's like all holier than thou to the rest of them. And it's like, oh, we have to give the money back because yeah, we stole but money. Sticky, 
Sticky was counting cards. And I still don't understand how counting cards is cheating. That's just using math. Oh, well, people have been kicked out of casinos for doing I it. I know. I in, know. But that doesn't. That like one of them. <laughs> yes. But my whole thing is the casino is mad about people using math. So they're like, that's cheating. I was like, math is not cheating. I disagree with that whole premise. So I have no problem with Sticky using his brain because people don't say you can't use math when you play pool. It's geometry. How is this any different? <laughs> so I don't I, I think the casinos consider it cheating because they have to make it so that the house wins. And so when people bring math into it, the house doesn't always win. And so they have to make it against the rules. So no, I do not agree with that sentiment. Anyway, that's just my personal opinion. <laughs> go go math. Um so I just felt that his whole argument with them about why they should feel bad about gambling was just because he didn't win. I think if he had won, he wouldn't have felt the same way. That's all. Well, and Kate, felt... de Kate definitely cheated. I mean, she shaved the dice. So okay, that's cheating. That 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 is cheating. <laughs> um, so that I can agree with, but I don't agree with Sticky. Um, but also, they were cheating a bunch of adults who had an underground gambling thing. I don't feel that bad about any of that. And they need the money to survive. Mm, all bets are off. I think it makes sense for... Here's the thing. I like the Disney Plus shows that are pretty much aimed at kids. Because for the, the vast majority of them teach positive moral lessons. And this, this is true. This is basically saying, kids, even if you have an unfair advantage, cheating is cheating. So I thought it was cool. But you're still allowed to use your brain, which is how Constance, <laughs> Constance, I thought it was brilliant how she took care of the- uh, the, the other the, team, uh, she hid tangerines in their, hid tangerines, in their luggage. Contraband right. fruit <laughs> through an agricultural checkpoint. But I also like the fact that these kids are smart and- they're about to get in big trouble, and Sticky's like, yeah, your engines don't sound right. You're not getting maximum efficiency. I can tell from the way we're moving, we're not getting there on time. <laughs> and, the, oh, yeah. and the captain's been so concerned about his reputation and not making their 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 schedule, and thanks to Sticky, they end up being a couple hours early instead of two hours late. And the, They were going to be more than two hours. They were going to be almost a day late until Sticky did that. Yeah, it was something crazy. So, yeah, so the captain actually I, I like, makes yeah. the deal with them and smuggles them out. I love that a lot of these supporting actors are that you see on a bunch of shows because they're great. Fred right. Malamud was the boss in WandaVision episode one. Well, also the first show. the first officer who who was after them, he was the star of one of my favorite shows, Space Above, Space Above and Beyond. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and he's doing some weird accent, but that's fine. I thought he was great. I was like, yeah, no de la Fuente. Yes. No, but uh, uh, I um. Uh, shout out to uh, a friend of mine, Heather Jing Blatt, wrote uh, episode 202, but they shot on the Queen Mary in uh, oh, Long wow. Beach. So they actually shot on on the ship for uh, episodes for episodes two and three of this season. So, uh, oh, but no, it was a fun, nice. I'm glad that they didn't stretch the ship arc out too long. And meanwhile, right. we know that Benedict's twin is up to no good with uh well we always know the twin is up to no good so yeah but we're seeing the effects of it the dude who's like in a catatonic oh like yeah, yeah and then even after Benedict watches the broadcast something might be up with him 
Cliffhanger. Right. Uh, so we're gonna say thumbs up. Oh yeah. Um, next up, we're gonna talk about White Lotus, and this is season two premiere. And I think Tom and Allison are gonna be the ones to head that up. Go for it, guys. Season two of the White Lotus, and we have a completely new cast, with the uh, exception of just two characters, really one, and then kind of add-on person. Um, uh, we've we're we still have Jennifer Coolidge as Tanya McQuaid, uh, and her brand new uh, shiny husband, who she got in the last season, um, as as a hanger-on, and uh, everybody else is new, and the location is new. It's a White Lotus that's located in the uh, kind of the Italian Riviera area. And uh, it's, it's, it's still the same feeling though of, uh, you know, white people behaving badly, uh, <laughs> rich white people in particular. Um, and uh, the, the new cast includes people like uh, F. Murray Abraham um, and uh, uh, Oh God, I'm, I'm blanking on, on everybody else, but um the, well, uh, my question: Why would I watch this show? Because everything I've seen about it seems very uninteresting. There's a the mystery. See, season one, there was one murder, and this one begins with several bodies show oh. up in the ocean, and so we have to figure out. You know, they 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 start they start a week in, and then they rewind, and we have to find out whose body is in the ocean because at least one of them is going to be somebody we know and care about. Yeah, um, that, that's always that seems to be the the hook that they have is the mystery of of who's murdered uh, first of all, and then we find out who murdered them. Um, but the the real reason I think to tune in is because it's hilarious. Uh, they you know there there are these really terrible people um, who just you know have have been lucky enough to get an, an enormous amount of money so that they can entertain themselves at these at these resorts. And their behaviors are are just astonishingly bad, but in a very, very funny way, because all of them are just incredibly self-absorbed and, and mean-spirited in one way or another. And uh, it's, it's just kind of like a, a comedy of manners thing with murder. Yeah, but I don't like bad... If, if the cast are all people that are evil and terrible people i hate shows like that well they're not all i mean the um basically f murray abraham's the grandfather uh, michael imperioli from sopranos is the the dad and then adam demarco from um from the magicians and what was the vampire werewolf thing they only went two seasons that we liked um the netflix thing oh wait i don't think i saw that yeah, you, yeah did. you did. We all did. Yeah, we, but we I know did. what you. I know what show you're talking about. The Order. The my Order. Question, yeah, my. Oh, I didn't watch is, it. Yeah. Is, but he is, he plays he plays the son, and so he's. Are they good people? He's a good guy. Imperioli is not because we suspect that he's had an affair, which is why his his wife, played by an uncredited Laura Dern, I might add, dumped him. We hear her half of the phone call as well as his half. But he's kind of crushing on Tanya's personal assistant and her husband's like, why did you, this is a vacation with my wife. Why is your assistant here? And so Tanya tells the assistant to get lost. And the assistant basically, you know, tries to make herself somewhat inconspicuous, but come on, it's a resort. So I have uh, a question because we are talking about um, this trend of, you know, rich white people behaving badly. 
I feel like, you know, like when there were like volcano movies, there's like seven of them and there's, you know, asteroid movies, like. And then, and then they all get to die and it's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, some of them get to die in this too. So there you go. Well, my relevant question though, really is, um, you know, it worked for, uh, what's the movie that, the show that we love, Gene Smart, you know, the show that we absolutely love. Oh, Hacks? Succession. No, Hacks. She she said Gene Smart. Yeah, Hacks. So like, you know, she is on the surface just so unlikable, right? Uh, Then there's that show with uh, Maya Rudolph, you know, um, you brought up. Loot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that one, you know, there's this one, like, I mean. She's not white. (laughs) No, 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 no. I meant, sorry, I take it back. Rich people behaving badly. Mm -hmm. Um, So my question though, is really honestly, what makes this show, like, is this show funny in the way, like, not in the same themes, but I mean, like, it's a comedy about rich people being super, super annoying. Like, is it funny like Hacks? Is it funny like Loot? Is it something? Because I like those two shows. Would I it's like a black, it? I mean, it has some black comedy, but it's mostly a drama. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, I, I, I think dramedy is is more of a, a it, it is not as, as overtly hilarious as, uh, you know, or in-your-face comedy as Hacks is or Loot. Uh, but I, I, you know, there, because there are dramatic bits to it, but I think, I think it's, it's like, it's, it's a, well, I won't say even a parody really, but it's just this, this sly look at, at the, uh, the uber rich and, and what they do with their time. Um, so I think all these people are ridiculous in their own way, but of course they're unaware of right. their own ridiculousness and it pokes like fun at that yeah that. and I, I i still haven't heard anything that makes me want to watch it i so. mean i like i like the concept i just feel like i'm it's bloated now and i kind of feel like i'm saturated and i don't need to see one more version yeah of exactly well, well you know the, the the i can't force you to to like <laughs> it but based on uh, the the thing that i can say is that if you tuned in so you got an idea of what it was like you might decide at that point okay this is not really my thing um or you might decide okay this is actually engaging this is this is you know this is kind of interesting enough to keep me engaged um because when i first started watching in the in the first season at the beginning i was like kind of "Eh, i don't know if i'm gonna be really into this and the more I, i got into it and the more i i was able to to learn about the characters um the more interested in it i was and the more the more engaged and and the more uh i i liked i I wanted to see it and i actually got to the point where i did care who who was going to be that body that we'd seen at the beginning and there were a few characters that i actually worried oh gee i really hope that it's not so and so Okay, so um, they won you over because Shit's Creek started did. angry with me. Shit's Creek was so annoying, and I thought I cannot watch these rich people be sad about no longer being rich. And then it turned out to be a such a rich show. Sorry, I had to. Um, you know that was really deep with emotion. But I'm bummed. So yeah, and it takes much longer with Shit's Creek too because that, that entire that's first be, season is guys, really guys, hard guys, going. Guys, I might be yeah, we, what I'm saying is you don't have to invest that much time before it gets good uh, or before, you know, you feel engaged with the characters cool. with, with White Lotus. Okay. All right. Well, we, season one won 10 Emmys. So it is Emmy bait and the ratings were way up for the second season premiere. So. All right. Okay. Well, let's move on. 
Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Mighty Ducks, which I have to say, I'm really enjoying the Disney Plus lineup. Uh, and I know some of these shows are for kids, but I really like it. I don't know. But adults can it watch is... them and not want to stab their eyes out. Yeah, I, I'm really Unlike enjoying your typical it. Nickelodeon show. Oh, I said that. Uh, so Mighty Ducks, the newest episode, uh, they actually start, yeah, they start the tournament. And I was like, how are they going to make it seem that our Ducks are going to be able to face off against Dominate? And I like their solution because at first when you're watching the game, it's like, how is the score so close? And they're like, oh, we were all playing left-handed. And I was like, I see what happened there. And I like that. I thought that was kind of interesting. And uh, I don't like her son anymore. Like, I get that he wants to be. Yeah, because, I mean, I get that he wants to be a good player. And he wants to get the training that this camp has to offer. But, and I also kind of get the teenage boy that doesn't want to be coached by his mom. Honestly, I do. Um, but it's like, as the stuff starts to stack up, he's, he's, yeah, he's not winning any favors in that department. So, uh, what do you think, Tom? No, I, I really, I like the fact that two of their sports shows are dealing with some of these real life issues with kids who are pressured into sports by parents and right. the, the toll that takes on them. And I love the fact that Dumal's kid and um, Graham's son are on opposite journeys. Right, right, so right, right. I'll be interested. I'm hoping that when they return to, uh, when they return to, I guess, Minnesota is where they're normally set, that they bring Demal back with him. I, I like him better as the male lead instead of. Oh, he's absolutely. Better, he's a better actor. He's a better actor. Yeah, he's a better actor. And his chemistry with, with Graham uh, is, is significantly better. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I'm not sure how you're going to pull that off based on his attitude. And I feel like he would have an, his own team somewhere. So I don't know what she could do to convince him to come back to Minnesota because he's obviously going to be in demand and he does not think very highly of the ducks. Nope. Um, But yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying the show and uh, it's better this season than last season. If that, yeah, because you've got a better actor as a male lead. Yeah. All right. Thumbs up for me. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about uh, Doctor Who, and this was the what is it? Problem of the uh, what is it called? Some of the, the doctor? power of the doctor. The power of the doctor. Thank you. I was calling it something else. Um, and this episode basically rewards everyone who's watched all of Doctor Who and knows all the doctors and all the companions. And I got medium sized rewards because i know some of the doctors i know some of the companions so and i kind of inferred the rest that i didn't know um and i thoroughly enjoyed the ride this time like most of the episodes with jody uh whitaker have not been that good at all and it's like they wanted to go out with a bang and so this episode i thought was really pretty good i call it tasha yar syndrome what does that mean because when the, she came back from the Enterprise, that no, Enterprise. because the f- the last regular episode of Next Generation with Denise Crosby was some of her best writing, that eulogy scene where she gives her own oh. eulogy. And here oh, right. we have the you know I checked IMDb 
this is the most highly rated by users of Jodie Whittaker's episodes, and it's her last one. So congratulations, Chris Chibnall. You finally figured out how to write for your leading woman years after this. At the end. (laughs) Yeah, at the end, which is too bad, because I really like Whittaker. I just didn't like the writing. Yeah, it was it was like he didn't know how to write a woman as the doctor. Yeah. He kept giving but what was weird is when they had the black woman doctor, she was the doctor. I was like, Yes, this she is how you great. write a woman as a doctor. Yeah. It's like this is how you write a woman as a doctor. How come you can't write your Well, that's because actor? it wasn't it wasn't just the writing. It's also the performance. Jody Whitaker had no business being the doctor. I'm sorry, she didn't. She want she might have made an, an adequate companion, but she just doesn't have the kind of charisma. The gravitas. Yeah, you have or to have gravitas. gravitas. Or you know what? The That's best the best actors to play the doctor have been actors who have got a, a career a long career playing villains. Because there's got to be that edge of danger, yeah, and she has true. none of that. That's true. And, and when when they when they had um, oh god Joe uh, now I'm, Joe Martin come in as as the the doctor from the past, um, she was amazing. She'd she walk in so before she it had nothing to do with the writing because she would come in without even saying a word yet, and she was the only person in the room you looked at. She yes. was just, she commanded the camera. It was amazing. Yes. I mean, yes. I would watch, if, if they did a series of her adventures, I would absolutely watch it. 100%. I'd be there. I'd so, be there. you know, it, it, it wasn't that it was a woman or that, you know, I mean, it was partly the writing because God knows Chibnall can't write his way out of a box. But it was it was just absolutely, you know, a combination of the two. And as, as far as Power of the Doctor, there were some moments of it that were kind of amusing, you know, whenever they had the, the old doctors come back. And, it's, you know, that's kind of sweet and all of that. But Bob again uh, in the flesh, finally. Yeah. But that's I, true. You, you know, Who? for the most part, it was just pure Chibnall to me. It, just him throwing things at the wall and just going on whether they stick or they don't. Yeah, there was and a lot of ball throwing. That's it. It was just a, a big mess and a lot of stuff happening and not a lot of resolution and no explanation. The only, the only thing that on. bothered the only thing that bothered me was how what was the companion her companion that left at the Ace? beginning of the season? Ace? Not no. Oh oh no, um, uh, oh what's his what's face? his name? The boring. He voice. just like he just showed up in the middle of like. A volcano and i was like wait how did you get here like what's going on like and they never and he's like i'll tell you later and then that never happened and yeah well like, they, they never never explain he doesn't feel the need to explain anything why is the master there when they had an entire episode that was uh, devoted to telling you how he would be trapped for all time I, in this in this time sink that Gallifrey had become, you know, in this explosion. Yeah, and he's and like, surprise, I escaped. Yeah, no explanation for it, you know. No. And I hate that guy as the master on top of it. He oh and that's really terrible. sad, too, because I have to tell you, I, I like Sasha Dewan in everything else I've ever seen him in. Yeah, and in, He's in The Great, and I adore him in that. He's and good in The Great. So he's great. terrific, so you know, great. and there's, there's, there's a Moffat version of Dracula, which overall is terrible, but he's wonderful in his part in it. And you know, I've just, I've really enjoyed him in everything else, but I hate him as the master. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and all he's doing is this cackling, mad, yeah, oh, just chewing the scenery. And, and Rasputin, it like came to life with the black. Oh, right. That's true. Uh, oh, that was just, that was just silly. Oh my, it was crazy. It was crazy. I mean, what that was just time. dumb. 
Yes, it was way it really was. Right up to using raw raw rasputine in the in the fight sequence. It's like really I I feel like I'm a little bit in the middle because it seems like Olivia really enjoyed it or liked it way more than you. I liked it. I liked it a lot, but except for my hate of the master, but continue. Right. But so I mean, so yes, that was the weakest part for me as well. But when I was watching it, I was very distracted by the show, I mean. Like I don't mean the world distracted me. I really did think there was too much going on. And I was like, they're kidnapping this, they're who these old, you know, the unit and then the Cybermen, they're, they're now their master Cybermen. And the, the, I, I was like, what is happening? And I, and as far as I'm concerned, uh, the, the show is, I mean, this was her very, very last episode, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, yep. I mean, I, and I'm with Tom. I remember the Tasha Yar thing as well. And I think that, um, I don't know. I guess I'm parroting everything that everybody else said, but I will say that I'm I'm down in the middle of it. It if if okay, here's what I will say: if we weren't getting a new doctor, this would not be enough for me to watch another episode. I'd kind of be like, mm, okay, like you know. But now that I know that it's like a reboot—not a reboot, but a restart—and we're getting another new doctor, I I'm hoping and a new writer and yeah, a new writer. That's what I oh. We're getting a new old doctor and we're getting a new old writer. Right. That's true too. There you go. All exactly. things true. So that being said, I thought it was good enough. You know what I mean? But if 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 it, if I wasn't the, if I wasn't given the promise of a fresh start, I don't know that this episode would be good enough for me to want to watch any more Doctor Who. So yes, it was better. Yes, it was enjoyable. Yes, there was a bunch of fan service. Uh, yes, we all agree that the you know absolute master of I'm terrible with puns this uh, podcast the master of mustache twirling uh, let's punish uh, you yeah <laughs> so uh yeah thumbs down for that for sure but i was disappointed i i did i did want it to be you know two hours of like a great ride and i just thought it was sort of a medium i am just so over the daleks and the cybermen yes, over, that's right. over yeah. and over let, yes. let us put them in a lockbox and yes. not hear from Eat them for seasons how many times have we definitively killed the Cybermen and definitively yes. killed? And now they're master no. Cybermen. Like that's the only way they can bring them back and be like, we have their time. They're time lord Cybermen. Yes. Which uh, is like, um, I mean, what? No. No. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. So, uh, Shudi Gatwa. Can't wait. Say what now? What? Shudi Gatwa. Oh, oh the 15th okay. That's doctor. his name. Yes. <laughs> I actually can't wait for my tenant episodes, honestly. So I, we get three uh, episodes. Of I love that the fourteenth Doctor is the eleventh Doctor. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm tiny. Or oh, sorry, the tenth Doctor. I'm like tiny clapping. I'm so excited. I'm like yay in the corner. So <laughs> I have to say, I laughed out loud when it turned out to be tenant. Was yeah. like that was okay. Good. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the season finale, hopefully not the series finale of Vampire oh, no. Academy. Oh, no. Because uh, it hasn't been officially renewed, so we don't know where we're at. Um, if it's the season finale, I'm happy with it. It's a good good enough cliffhanger. Um, if it's a series finale, I will not be happy uh, because I want to know what happens next, honestly. Yeah, there's too much. It's, it's definitely a cliffhanger. Right, Was right. Was this the episode... Forgive me. I did review, but then I got confused. Was this the episode that we, was revealed 
that the brother was still alive or no that was the episode prior that was the one before because this one he was he was running around escaping and then he got turned into a chagoy yeah so i i mean i get it i mean plot twist you know i'm plot twist that wasn't really a plot twist that felt cheap no no wait oh no you didn't let me finish i said plot twist he was alive right but I did not like that they turned him into Strogoi so quickly. I thought that was right. very cheap. I did. I mean, that was where I was going with my statement was. I, I agree with you because they, I, I wanted more from their reunion and yes, for, yes. and his character yes. was interesting. He was it, fun. It, it was so, such a yes. And, yes. and now he's just going to be this, you know, growling animal. It's like, what a waste of a character. Yeah, I thought yeah. so too. If you're going to go to that Unless trouble, he's of... one of the smart Strogoi who can talk and stuff. I'm sure he's yeah, going to Even that. then, what's he just going to do? Just you know, say nasty things at her and, and go girl yeah. a lot, you know. Well, I'm hoping that they really, that the that smart Strigoi pays off that storyline. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that yeah. needs to pay off, or I will be very unhappy with this series. I've enjoyed it, you know, all along. I'm happy to hear, I, I, I think I've missed a few podcasts, so I didn't officially know or hear on podcasts that um, we have gotten another passenger on the train. Welcome, Allison. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> welcome. Glad along. to be aboard. Uh, you know, welcome aboard. So a little embarrassed uh, to be aboard, but glad overall. Well, <laughs> you can hide behind the seats. We won't tell anybody you're on the train. Um, We'll, we'll put you in um, steerage, coach, whatever. Yeah. Olivia and I Pri- are like private car. Behind. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, I have standards. Yeah. So no, but so that's actually where I was going, which is I like it more than a guilty pleasure. I know that you are, you know, waving the guilty pleasure flag on top of the hill. Um, I I don't think it's a great show, and sure, I could easily see it being many people's guilty pleasure, but I enjoy it more than a guilty pleasure. Um, minus some really really bad costume design and limited you know, cinematography and kind of, uh, you know, scope of the, the show. It, it seems like they'll be going on the road if we get a second series. So that'll expand. I got a question. Yeah. Is Victor dead? Victor? The the, the boyfriend? Um, uh, no, Victor is the dad of a couple people. He was the one who was almost king. He almost oh, made king. Yeah. Five and then minutes. he was all... Yeah, for five minutes he was all yeah, J. August was... Richards' character, right? And so yeah, he I... was he was praying, and then his daughter comes in. She's Chagoy, and she goes and bites him, and I and then they cut, and I was like, wait, what? So is he Chagoy? Is he dead? What's going on? Well, I that's think that's what we need. That's the genius for. of the cliffhanger. We don't know. <laughs> I want to know. I mean, <laughs> all right. Here's the, here's the thing. I want to talk about. Uh, just uh I, these are all things that i've talked about already but i'd like to because it's the season finale or season ender the season's over so we might as well kind of do a recap um i think they've done a really great job first of all they kicked the third leg off that stool very quickly um oh for think, our uh, triangle yes that you know that three-legged stool is just tottering on two now so i think you're probably happy Lydia, because you didn't seem to like him as as the third leg anyway. No, no, I thought no, I thought that was a good triangle. Well, okay, I like their triangle. Oh, all right, because I thought he said something about him. But anyway, that being said, I mean, I'm, he wasn't in love with him, but I still like him. No, but I thought it could have been a better triangle. I liked it, is what I'm saying, and I think they kind of, you know, it was too much of a too. I feel like because the season is so short, I feel like they started a bunch of good stuff and then just kind of switched gears, like you know, the, the, the brother came back and now he's destroyed. 
they have a love triangle and not really like, you know what I mean? So like, that's been a little disappointing for me, but I like the chemistry between all of the leads, the, uh, the, the lesbian couple, the, uh, I think that that's done really well. I think that, uh, the, the main couple, Alyssa or Lissa or whatever her name is, um, Rose, I think every single one of those couples is interesting and usually you get a weak couple in there, but so I think that's really, really well done. I think the action is, is, is good enough. Listen, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm not going to labor the point. Uh, I, I really think that the show is solid enough on every level. You know what I mean? The acting is solid. The you know writing is pretty solid. The plot's pretty solid. You know, minus the costume design. But other than that, I think it's a fun show. People should give it a chance, just like Allison did. And she was rewarded with a guilty pleasure. You know, it's interesting <laughs> that you don't like the costume design because that is one of the things that I really love about this show. It's clearly, clearly being done on a very limited budget, but they've been really creative with it, there. both in terms of their, wherever the hell they're shooting this thing is, oh, you know, I they found a Spain. castle somewhere, which Allison. looks great. Allison, uh, I think I found out that it's in Spain. They're shooting is it in Spain? Yeah. It's, it's sort of had that look, but it's, it, it yeah. so I believe that, but it's, looks it looks great i mean it doesn't look like other shows i've seen and and That's they're fair. making use of it like, doesn't little... look like vancouver thank you um and and they're making use of the little villages and towns yes. and and yes. streets and things like that so i i think that's creative and the, the costuming i think is is wonderfully creative considering what they have to work with they have this definite look for like the students and when they they have like a ritual thing going on with any of the the characters they they, they have people dressed like all in red oh. um and the the priest designs the with the mask okay, I was, I, I was I was beautifully we, done wait i want um, we got to we got to we got to wrap this up we, we, we say, really, but i'm saying that, no, that no, was, no. aesthetically that was one of the things that drew me to well, no we, re we we really have to wrap this up because we have two big shows we got to talk about that is left and we're out of time so sorry uh i think wrapping up we're going to say thumbs up. We really like this season. You guys should give it a shot. Um, next Definitely. up, we're going to talk We're going to talk peripheral. Am I saying that right? Am I saying peripheral. 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 It's a thing no, that's on no the side e of your vision. It's on the side. It's on the side of your vision. All <laughs> right. There's no, there's no E sound in there. There's peripheral. I can say words and spell and things. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so we're on episode three, four? Three, three. 103 and 104. Okay. Um, and this show is gorgeous. It has You can tell it has a decent budget. And we're learning the, the things that we learned at the end of this last episode about where we're going in the future. Because we know some sort of apocalypse happens that kills a lot of people but we don't know what and the answer is jackpot which is all the things come together to you're, kill everybody you're you're jumping ahead to episode four <laughs> i know that's fine but i mean my whole point is we were wondering this whole time what it was that it causes and every time she would ask the question everybody would lie or get really quiet and i like the fact that they finally just were like, you know what? You deserve to know. You can't do anything about it, but here you go. Here's all the information. And I like that she was just like, at the end, she was just stunned silence. She was, she was like, I don't even know what to do with all this. This is a lot. And it's not like it's one thing. You know, like Terminator, if you could go back in time and do the one thing and stop the apocalypse, this was like, there's too many things. 
There's no way she could stop it. The only thing she could do is maybe keep her family from dying. And that's pretty much it, you know? And I thought that was great. I thought that was a really interesting way to go with this. Uh, Tom, your thoughts? No, I really liked uh, episode 103 where the brother goes to the bad guy and basically says, hey, I'm going to make you an offer you shouldn't refuse. I'm, I got a carrot Not that stick. you can't refuse, but you should not refuse. But you should not okay. refuse. I've got a carrot and a stick. He's like, I'll give you $200,000 a week to not kill us. And the guy's like, right. what's the stick? And then he talks about the haptics he's got with his Marine buddies. And it's like, it's more than just you being bonded. It's like anybody else who's connected. And he tells a story about how he beat up this complete stranger into a near pulp because that dude had screwed over another Marine earlier and he just had the instinct to go after him. But, um, and then a guy's like, that all you got for a stick? And it's like, you feel safe? (laughs) And the guy's like, (laughs) I built this town. Of course I feel safe. And uh, the brothers got all his friends and they uh, take a nice little shot at his glass on the table he's drinking from. So he said, uh, the brother says, let's shake on it. And we don't see what he does until it's from the deputy's point of view who sees the shake. So, you know, that's going to come back. And the other big thing about this episode is as um, what's the sister's name? Uh, Flynn. I know you're talking about Flynn, I believe. Yeah. As she's in the future she starts like really bonding. She and the uh, she and the black dude start. Um, Wolf, you, yeah, you can tell that there's a connection between the two of them, but right. then she seriously seems connected. And the brother tells her, "Oh, that's haptic drift." <laughs> yeah, she's like that. That it's like it'll that, feel that happens like all the time. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, like, what happened with the Marines? If, if, if everybody felt like they were in love with each other, I was like, oh, that's really awkward. Hey. Uh, yeah, well, but so... I think that's part of the point is that they're bonded together forever. Um, right. They have this this psychic bond that's almost like being part of one person. So that right. that was why it, what he said to uh, to the, the the guy what was so powerful is that you know you could try to kill me, but then you have all these other guys who are going to come after for you. That. Uh, right. Because, yes, it's going to be just as it, much an attack on them as it is on him, and they're not going to stop. Right. So I, I think that that was one of the things that was really powerful. What I, you know, we've been, I, at least I have been wondering since the beginning, what all those little things were across his skin that, that clearly are causing him terrible pain. A lot of in pain, some, uh, right. In mm-hmm. instances. And, and now we know and, and, you know, why it's, it's such a, an intense thing. And what I really liked about the episode, too, though, because I think it's so easy to have written these people as, you know, just kind of backwards, simple folk. Um, and instead, they are really capable uh, when the, the assassins come to, to try to oh, wipe yeah. out the family. They are more, well, way more than a match for yeah. you know, what's coming at them. Um, and I thought that that whole scene with the drones and everything else was absolutely fascinating and beautifully uh, choreographed and, and, and done. Also, you know, the, when the cop finds the, the, the uh, cars. Oh, that in, those visible cars? Yeah, yeah, the invisible cars. I thought that was great, too, because, you know, it's, again, it's such an easy trope to just make the, the police kind of 
thick and slow and mm-hmm. and he's not he's like right in there you know you know he sees this glass hanging in space he doesn't just go oh okay walk away um, special he invest yeah <laughs> he, no he investigates and he he's he's putting two and two together so you know he's he's definitely going to figure out what's going on well, that's why they had to keep him out of the backyards. So he doesn't discover all, <laughs> find all the bodies. <laughs> not, not to see the little, little, you know, premature graveyard that's happening back there. Um, oh, what was so great is I love that scene where all those guys are burying the bodies, and the sister comes out and she sees them, and the one guy just does like this little, little wave at her. For some reason, <laughs> that's just the funniest thing I saw. Like that was hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, they they managed to put humor and everything in the. The show just really works, and they do a really good job with the flashbacks in the future with mm-hmm. Wolf or Wilf, whichever one you want to call him, and his sister, and you realize how fundamental their bond is, mm-hmm. like how how much, and rich people are freaking crazy, man, because like when, when he's there and the wife wants to dance with him and it becomes this weird sexual thing, and then the husband's watching, and she's like, oh, we wanted to play with our pet. And you realize yeah. that they genuinely think of him as a pet, and that he's only there because he's trying to find his sister and get out of this mess. Uh-huh. And he's, tr- he's trying to maneuver, and the fact that they got adopted by this other rich family, and those guys are crazy, like, every like. I just felt so bad for him. And, and so I understand why the sister wanted to tear, wants to tear everything down, these people are crazy. Yeah. So, well, I think you know anyway. we, that they were. We've been wondering, you know, how how is it that this world is the way it is right now and has so few people in it, and yet it's got all these giant edifices and everything looks all shiny and new. And from the what they gave us finally in the in this most recent episode, when we get the flashback to uh, Wilf while he was still known as Wolf. Um, and his, his I can't sister. believe they changed his name, by the way. That's really Well, never the mind. adoption was it's, contingent upon him doing it. Yes. I understand that, but just anyway, continue. It's it's like the same and, and it is exactly what you were saying before about, you know, being a pet. It's it's what you would do with a pet. Oh, you don't like the, the pet's name with you know at the at the uh, at the pound when you pick it up, so you just change it when, you know, you, you bring them home. Um, there's no more there's no more dignity that they ascribe to this poor kid than, than that. So they just change his name. Um, and, and he agrees to it because otherwise he and his sister get be, be separated. Right. Yeah. So he, I got he why he along did it, but it was just disgusting. The whole oh, thing it was, was horrible. Crazy. Everything that they do is terrible and they're clearly agonizingly racist and it just, it's, it's all loathsome. Um, but I, I, what I was, thinking of when i was looking at the scene where where they're living inside the remains of that double decker bus um mm-hmm. we see this what this world has been reduced to and the absolute destruction of london um from what looks like some kind of bomb uh and we and and i'm thinking you know this this has only been about 30 years between that point and when we see everything shiny and new later. And I am kind of betting that that shiny new London that we see isn't quite real. That a Uh, lot of that owes itself to, to technology Mm -hmm. and and what you're able to perceive. 
especially when they talked about the sister having removed her her tracking uh, pellets. Oh, retracting. because it, but they said it gave her Implant. immunity. To, yeah, but they said immunity. it gave her immunity. Which I would think some disease, I'm assuming. Well, remember that one disease of disease things... or possibly radiation, and why right. would you need that if everything was as wonderful looking as it, you know, True. As it seems to be. True. Well, the, the fact that they layered on what the jackpot was, that mm -hmm. it was, you know, it starts with a blackout, and then there's an ecological collapse, and then there's a virus, some kind of pandemic, and then there's a, a, a domestic, a domestic terrorism. terrorist attack. It's like everything that's wrong right now that we're freaking out about at yeah. once or cascading mm -hmm. over a, a small period of time. What did you think about the dude in the future who seems to be kind of a good guy and we find out that he completely wiped out his past, his relatives, his, his... He was not a good guy. I never thought not that at he was all a good, good guy. guy. He's a, well, he's a we're, rich... We're kind of led that he's good guy-ish compared to... No. Compared to I, Sharice, I I know what you're getting at is that yes, he's he's not as bad as as she's supposed to be, um at least supposed he's, he's to sort be. of in a. I mean, she's killing people with bumblebees, which is crazy. yeah, she is, which is which is horrible. But the thing is, the it's it's we haven't learned enough about this world to determine who's really Ooh, the most the dangerous villain. And I think it, using the word good guy is is a little overmuch in any of these characters. And I think uh, that, and, and, and as much as I like Wolf, I think that uh, Flynn's observation is that he keeps saying, I give you my word. Trust me, I give you my word. Well, and she's like, she calls him on his, on his lies. Yeah, he lies the whole time. And he and Wolf is the closest thing we have to a good guy. And he lies constantly to her. Yep. Except, so, for, uh, except for Flynn and the brothers, you know, the, the brother and his Marine buddies. They're awesome. <laughs> yes. In the oh. present, I feel like we know who the good guys are. Yeah. But in the there future, I feel trust. like, Forget yeah, in the future, I have no idea what's going on. And that's kind of the point, which is what's awesome about it. But we need to move on. Yeah. We need to move on. Love it. So love thumbs it, love up. It. I'm loving. Yeah, absolutely. Next up, we're going to talk about Andor and Andor's newest episode. Because I was because they've been doing three episode story, three episode story. And I was like, how is he going to get out of prison in the third episode? I don't understand. And the answer is he's not. <laughs> so this is the plan for the prison break is what, and gives you, everyone is now united. And what do you think happened on floor two? What? Oh, what don't do you, you know? I yeah, mean, they, they, I think they explain what went on. I think I understand, which is they released the guy that they, on four, he got released from four and everybody thought he was free, but then he ended up on two, which meant that they didn't get released. He didn't get released because of the new order that's going on with the empire. They did not, they're not releasing people. They're just shifting them to different floors on the day that they're supposed to be released. So the people on two lost their minds. Yep. And so they killed them all, right? Is that yep. what I'm understanding? Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got it. That's it. All right. I just want to make sure I got it. I was trying to Hashtag evil empire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alice, oh, East UCM talked in a while. Go ahead. What'd you say? I haven't. And all I did was wait this entire podcast and talk about my favorite show ever. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Hit us. What do you, th what do you think? Empire, Schmampire. Um, rookie, Schnooky. I don't care. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I um 
I want to get a little bit specific because all I do is rave. I love this show. I love this show. Um, here's what I will say. Uh, you happened to mention to me off podcast that one of our fellow podcasters, who shall remain nameless, Peter. Um, I have to say. <laughs> Never heard of him. So, so he and you, the two of you had a conversation apparently where he wasn't a hundred percent sure. Granted, you know, it wasn't made incredibly clear that the main blonde uh, investigator slash special whatever their version. To be fair, he's like three episodes behind Yes, us. I know. He but hasn't I mean, seen everything that we've yes, seen. But yes, no, no, I get that. But I mean, even early on, you know what I mean? Like, you know, she was that like dog with a bone in her mouth, you know what I mean? And you knew that she was going to be a troublemaker, at least, or a problem, you know, for the Rebels. And then now she's just full on, you know, villain, which is fantastic. We have talked about this incessantly over the years, whatever. Um, your show, an action show like this, any show, to be honest, your antagonist, your villain, your show is only as good as your villain. And this show, granted it's Empire, so that's your big villain, and then you have your little mini villains. Um, but she is absolutely the antithesis of a mustache twirler. She is so nuanced. Her performance is still fully evil, right? But you, if you don't, I don't sympathize her with it at all, but you, you, um, I appreciate and admire, right? her tenacity and her sort of, you know, her evilness. She revels in it, but she doesn't. It's really a task for She's her. doing her job. Yeah, yeah she's doing her job. Her, you know what I mean? So there's something really not noble, but admirable kind of, right? I mean, it's the evil empire, as, as Tom said. But that being said, um, I cannot talk enough about her. I think that the writing and the acting is so beautifully matched the actors get good stuff to say out of the, that comes out of their mouths. You know, they do the writing justice with their acting. Here's a little thing that I thought, oh, it's a little nuanced move, and I love it. The uh, There's that scene with her where it's called a tell, right, in poker. So, like, you do a little something, right, and then, uh, you know, that you don't really know that you're doing, and then it tells you a lot about what's happening or in the person's brain or emotionally or whatever. So there is a scene where I wish I could be more detailed, but it's, it's kind of blurry where she purposefully like does this little motion with her mouth sort of an eyes kind of a thing right at the end of her scene and it was like a tell except it was a choice so it was so layered and i thought oh i was like that is just exquisite good acting lady and i think that we you know enough people all of us honestly complained about the 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 mustache twirling villain of of obi-wan right and so to me, I just thought it was unfair what they had said about her for sure. But the 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 role was written. The you know the actual dialogue for her was you know much better. But kudos to her for just bringing it you know to making that stuff come to life. Number two, I want to talk about just how I think last time we talked we were referring it to as the heist, which absolutely was you know and it you know and it was you know tropey in the sense that what I don't know how in inventive you can get with a heist you know movie. But for me, we talked about the the arc, the three episode arcs, and I feel like the quality of the season so good that I feel like I'm watching a trilogy. The first three episodes was a, a movie. The second one was a movie. You know what I mean? The third one is going to be a movie. Um, and it just this epi these three, and it's one of my favorite genres, is like a prison break movie. So yep. you know, like prison the, break. You know yes. the, the Great Escape and uh, Papillon, and I mean Shawshank Redemption, not so much because it's not done as a team. 
right? But they have all these great ones with Steve McQueen and I don't know, you think of all these people. So, um, oh, Cool Hand Luke. So, so for me, I feel like um, they did a really nice job. That tension, that camaraderie, that sort of, you know, that overall, you know, in um, Cool Hand Luke, they have the um, overlords, you know, with the whips and the this and that kind of tension. This was that like electronic scary floor, you know what I mean? So there was that just like menacing floor that could get you at any time. So like, Whatever it was. And then I like the fact that they have the prisoners who just are just done and just kill themselves and walk yes, on. Yes, all of that. It's just that is prison life, right? And it's these are all tropes, but they do it. There's nothing new for us anymore, guys. Let's just admit that. So putting this in in space, right? Uh, you know, uh, but it looks beautiful. I mean, the the, the you know it's very sort of um uh 2001 you know sort of you know the whiteness of it all it looks like a star wars production it's so well written so well acted that you know the tension all of it and even the okay last thing i will say the i even though i just you know when every they've repeated the line now so clearly they know it's a good line when they say the empire comes first and we get what's left you know what i mean and like i just i'm like oh it's like to me that's the epitome of the show in the sense that like, I care so much about the resistance now, just like I did with the original Star Wars. Um, and I think that the uh, acting between all of them, like it turns out that that rich white girl is the spoiled cousin. Cousin, oh, that was a great reveal. That was such a good reveal. I did not see that coming. Nobody yeah, did. That's, that was you good. Know, the definition of a good reveal. So I'll stop talking. But so every aspect of this show, uh, I think it's just smart. And it's, oh, last thing, it's tight. There is not a wasted scene or word or episode. Uh, you know, we're looking at you, Mand Mandalorian. Like, it just wastes nothing. So it's a express train, and I love it. And I I don't question that they're going to kill it at the ending. I Like, I really think they're going to bring it home. Uh, Allison, go ahead. I I could really echo everything that, that Yusin already said. Um, I think one of the things Ed, that I've said before is is that this particular show has got uh, amazing dialogue for a Star Wars series. Uh, that's where they usually fall down. And, you know, there's other people quote little quips and things like that, but most of the dialogue isn't terribly smart. And with this, uh, you know, I really love the banter between the two, between the characters it, it, they seem incredibly well defined. The dialogue is always great for the individual character, and and the things that they have to say to each other, it's it's like listening to a good play. I got um, a question for you. What is your take on um, the goofy dude that stays with his mom stalking our main villain like he's got a crush? Oh, that's fantastic. He's He's, huh? he's yeah, a yeah. true believer and he's looking he's a for another, you yeah, know. Um, it, so, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, he's, he's a like she's, he's a functionary. Exactly. You know, if if she was like a, a rock star, he you know, he'd have a poster of her on his wall. <laughs> um and and he just he wants to prove to to the empire and to prove to her that he is, you know, uh, a, right. a true follower of he's of a true the believer. Faith, as you put it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Well, um, I, I really a, think he is needs... a fanatic, and I think he's he's dangerous in the way that fanatics are. Yeah, right. what a great right. extra, you know, extra thing. And I love her reaction. I thought at one point she was going to be like all like, "Oh, you love me," and I'm. But when she was like, "No, I'm no, glad no, she no. calls him out." Back, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. She was like, wait, have you been just stalking me? Yeah. Like, ah, yes. no. But right before yeah, she no. said there was that moment, I thought she was going to take it as a compliment. And then she was like, no, no. no. She's creeped yeah. out by him. Like, she doesn't want anything to do it. with him. But I also think that she she discounts how dangerous he can yes. be. Yes. Yes. I'm yes. just wondering, is he going to be able to find a way to convince her to put him to for her to put him on 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 the team or is he going to be working parallel i think i could go either way i, I you think know, it's we, more exciting if he's parallel i hope we, i but, hope that she doesn't bring him on i mean oh the, i i don't think she will you know the thing is we we don't hear about him later on so i don't think he becomes you know a big guy in, in the empire i think he uh, he ends up doing something really crazy yeah. that that has really serious repercussions yeah. whether for whether oh. for the benefit of the the empire or not but yeah. i think he he ends up doing something really insane yeah um Spe- because, he's a, because insane, he's a loose cannon did anybody predict that bix would fold like fold so quickly under the torture well i mean they explained how terrible the torture was and the thing is everyone breaks under torture so leia didn't I was... no leia did not leia did yeah. not Yep. Which, which proves the strength well, of her character. Well, but it's a different she's kind a of. Jedi. Yeah, she's a Jedi, and it's a different kind of torture. You didn't know it at the time. You didn't know it. Yeah, at the time. but it's also a different kind of. It wasn't physical. It was this weird thing that they come up with. Yeah, it's a more it psychological. Like they injected her with something. They with the, the no, little, I remember the thing coming like, at her. It was a recording. It was a recording. It was like with Bix. Yes, it was a recording. But yeah. uh, and they didn't explain exactly what it was. But obviously, there must be something like psychic about this Wait, species that they killed. Children, didn't they say it was like? Oh, yeah, it was screaming children, yeah, it, which is terrible psych- to listen to. But they would have yeah, to have a psychic component. Correct. Listen, if it was just screaming children, I'd be like, I'll tell you where all the bodies are buried. Just make the kids stop. Like, I just, I absolutely. It was also, it was screaming dying children. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I could see that. But yeah, it was all bad. So yeah, I don't take any points from her for breaking. Captured when Anakin slaughtered the Jedi uh, trainees at the temple. No, anyway. But let's wrap that up. I think we all know Andor is fantastic. Oh, I'm pleased to report that the ratings are starting to go up, so word's getting out. Wait a minute, Andor's ratings were low? Andor's ratings have been the lowest of all of the Disney Plus Star Wars. Are people insane? What is wrong with the fanboys? Because there's no (laughs) Jedi. There's no Baby Yoda. Not like a plot and acting and serious dialogue and stuff. I'm so disappointed in Star Wars fans. I'm, I'm handing my fair, badge back. To be fair, the first episodes were kind of slow. I have yeah, to, they were. I have to give it they that. Were. So it's Center. possible that people tuned out were. from that. Um, I think those who stuck with it were rewarded. Mm. Yes. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. So we're we're all saying thumbs up. Oh yep. yeah. Yes. All right. So if you guys have any questions or comments on TV Campfire, you know that Tom follow us on Twitter on Facebook, listen to us on Krypton Radio, Weedopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.